you know, Palm Sunday, I really wanted to find what is the essence of the message of Palm Sunday. And whenever I look at the essence of something, I always go to Pope Benedict. He's really good at just drawing to the core of what Christ's actions and the events in the scriptures really signify for the rest of us. And I want to draw on three things. First, the palm branch. Those represent victory. But there's two types of people in this time. Those who thought Christ was coming to be victorious in this world. And those who saw him being victorious in death on the cross. And then you have the donkey. And the donkey represents kingship. But there's still two ideas of that kingdom. Those who thought Christ was coming into Jerusalem to overthrow the Romans and finally grant them worldly freedom. And those who saw Christ as ascending all the way to heaven to create or through the cross to become the king of the cross and the king of heaven. And thirdly, uh, Hosanna, that word Hosanna that we see in every mass. Hosanna literally means save us. Save us. And there is two types of people interpreting that. Those who thought Christ came to save us here and now, our bodies, our lives, our dreams, our families, our worldly hopes, and those who understood that it was the salvation of our souls to be with him forever in heaven. All the people following Christ right now were divided into those two expectations. Pope Benedict wrote this, This is the heart of today's feast. Who is Jesus of Nazareth to us? What idea do we have of the Messiah? What idea do we have of God? It is a crucial question, one we cannot avoid, not least because during this very week, we are called to follow our king who chooses the cross as his throne. We are called to follow a Messiah who promises us not a passing earthly happiness, but the happiness of heaven, of divine beatitude. So who Jesus is, is directly linked to our understanding of what he has to offer and where we find happiness. And one of the students came to me this, this week and they were doing um, tests for one of their classes and they had to talk about what does it mean to be happy, the Christian point of view versus the worldly point of view. And one thing I really wanted to emphasize with them is that the primary difference with us is that happiness is not here. We accept that. Happiness in the eyes of Christians is more of a movement. It's being on the right path to get to heaven. That's why the Catechism says that the purpose of our life is to know, love, and serve God in this life and be happy with, with Him in eternal life. And while the, world, the worldly point of view is always, how can I get what I want here and now? How can I build a kingdom for myself right now? That's why even the word sin Right? That happiness is a movement. Sin itself is also denotes a movement of some kind. Because it comes from the word uh, to depart, to miss the mark. As if I'm, I'm, not, I'm no longer right, walking down the right path that's going to get me to heaven with God. Right? But nothing is true, and I say this all the time, nothing is true because the Bible says so. The Bible reflects the deepest aspects of reality. And I think our understanding of happiness being in eternity also touches on the deepest part of what it means to be a human being. Because neurologists have even found that our brains receive more dopamine, more happiness drugs, as we're moving towards a goal than when we actually reach it. There's more happiness that we receive in movement than attainment. 
That speaks to something very profound on what it means to be human. We're restless creatures always looking for more. That's why Ryan Gosling made the right choice in the end of the movie La La Land by not choosing the girl and going for his purpose. That's another movie we'll talk about another time. Today I want to talk about The Matrix. How many of you guys have seen The Matrix? Okay, so The Matrix has even a really good point in that film where, you know, they're trying to create an artificial reality so that they can keep human beings asleep. The Matrix is the world we experience. And one thing that Agent Smith brings up, he says, did you know that the first Matrix that we designed for you human beings was to be a perfect world where none suffered, where everyone would be happy? And it was a disaster. Said we lost all these crops of human beings because they wouldn't accept the system. And this is what he says I believe that as a species, you human beings define your reality more through suffering and pain than you do of happiness. That's a psychological truth, a, a fundamental truth of what it means to be human. That we, we don't even know what we would do with the happiness that we get here on earth, of being just getting what I want and being content. There's something within us that is never content, that refuses to be so. We're creatures of longing. You know, I felt this especially strong on the Camino that we just walked. A few of our students, we went to uh, Spain to walk the Camino de Santiago de Compostela. And this is one of the oldest uh, pilgrimages in the Catholic Church. And it began with St. James, who walked from Jerusalem all the way to what he saw was the fin de la terra, the end of the world in Spain, to preach the gospel of Christ. And at one point, though, he almost despaired. He almost despaired and went back to Jerusalem because he was getting no fruits. But he had a vision of the Blessed Virgin Mary. He told him, keep going to the end. Don't give up. And he walked to the end to uh, this location where, in preaching the gospel, he was martyred. And now it's become one of the biggest places in all of the world uh, for pilgrims to walk and discover Jesus Christ. And I didn't understand why I usually don't like traveling. Like traveling just, it always irks me. And I always just want to get home. And I couldn't understand why I was so happy on this trip especially. And then I realized it was, I finally had a break from the Fursati boys. It was just so good to be away. I mean, Jack was there, but Bella was kind of distracting him, so I didn't have to worry about that so much. But I was like, why am I so happy here at this point? And I realized it's because we were waking up every day, and all we did was walk. We just kept moving forward. And we were surrounded by the most beautiful villages and countrysides I've ever seen in my life. Ever. And I had a realization when I was walking through there. Two, two realizations. One... It was the most beautiful scenes I'd ever seen, especially the villages. And number two, if I had ever had to live there, I would go crazy. It was a beauty that wasn't meant to be possessed, but passed through. And I realized like that, that is our life as Christians on this earth. Life is not meant to be possessed. And that's what we think happiness is, where we possess everything that we desire. But we are pilgrim, I hate this word, but we're pilgrim people. You know, we're, we're meant to keep walking forward, to never be content. And that, that was the life of Jesus Christ on this earth. The reason the idea, idea of pilgrimage is so strong on Palm Sunday 
with the procession that we actually embody and all of that, is that Christ's entire life was a pilgrimage to the cross where he'd undergo his paschal mysteries, his passion, death, and resurrection to heaven. And that's his whole goal was to remain in the Father walking forward. And those who rejected him were the ones who got tired of walking along the way, who wanted to build a kingdom here and now on this earth. That was a separation of those who continued to follow him after his resurrection and those who called for his crucifixion beforehand. And I think a good image of sin is what we see in that donkey. A donkey that was tied up that we read about before we came in here that Christ said, go untie it for the master has need of it. What sin does to us in our life is it ties us down. It's the things that keep us so tied to this world, tied to creatures, that we stop walking forward with Christ on that journey towards heaven. The the real temptations on a journey, we experience this very much on the Camino, it's really hard to keep walking. We're restless creatures, but we're always looking for rest. Some place to call our home. And oftentimes the temptations of the world is, I just want to stop where I'm at. Or it gets so hard to keep going, we just, we just want to give up. Like, and that, this was very strong on the Camino. Like Lizzie, the woman who led us um, from focus, she got a leg, she pulled something in her leg the second day that we were out there. She literally got blisters. We all had blisters on her feet. She had blisters on her hand because she had to lift up her foot on, for every step that she took. And we took at one time 45,000 plus steps in one day. Right? Every day lifting up her foot, but she refused to stop along the way. You know, Jesse was there, he was our first aid man. And at the first day, he's like, okay, show up five minutes before we leave for the hike, uh, and I'll wrap up your blisters and everything. By the last days, show up an hour before the hike so I can wrap up all of your guys' blisters because everyone was getting so beat down. You know, and, and so many people were calling for Joseph Cordaro's crucifixion because he just wouldn't stop moving, you know, just leaving the whole people. And then he had to bribe them by offering his cliff bar to keep them going. Kind of like Jesus gives us the Eucharist to push us through the sufferings of life. He offered the cliff bar, but I think it was even harder for him to do that than Christ to give us his body. He was so attached. (laughs) But so much of our life is a choice between do I keep following Christ or do I look for my heaven here? And that's what's going to separate those who follow Jesus Christ in this life and those who end up calling for his crucifixion. And we're living in a culture that is increasingly calling for a crucifixion of Jesus Christ, of his teachings, of his commandments. Why? Because we want a utopia here and now. We want morality on our own terms. We want our heaven right here in this life. And Jesus does not offer that. Jesus keeps moving forward. Because our home is not here on this earth. Our home is with the Father in heaven. Pope Benedict said, May Palm Sunday be a decision for every single one of us. The decision to say yes to the Lord and to follow Him all the way. The decision to make the Passover, His death and resurrection, the very focus of our Christian lives on earth. 
And if we can just decide to do that and commit ourselves to Jesus Christ, then we can experience eternal happiness with Him in heaven forever.